Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. Hey, everybody, excited to have you on. We've got John McAlpin, our SEO director and head wizard of all things organic here at Cardinal. Uh, excited to have him on. You guys are going to learn a lot if you've listened to some of the other sessions with him or seen any of his speeches around the country, presentations, or any of his writing on uh, Search Engine Journal. The guy's a super whiz, and you guys are going to love hearing from him. John, welcome to Ignite. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, today we're talking about changing search behaviors. For all of our healthcare orgs out there, the pandemic has changed the way they behave, the way they intake patients, the way they market to patients, the way they care for patients, the way they follow up with patients. But has it changed search behavior? Absolutely. I mean, search behavior is changing already as it is. But we've seen a huge shift of people looking for things online. People are going remote. People are looking for a lot more delivery, less in-person things. And right. so the biggest impact of healthcare industry we've seen, and I'm sure there's no surprise to anyone, is a huge shift to telehealth research. Wow. People can how they can get help over the phone or video. Yeah. And so are you seeing, you're seeing a lot more search. Are you seeing like PCP near me virtual? Like, are we seeing some of our traditional like walk-in type groups? We're now seeing more telehealth search volume for those. So as, as we've tried to expand content for our clients, I've noticed huge trend upticks in virtual online and tele whatever the noun is, uh, whether it's psychiatry, health, doctor, sure. et cetera. And Google has actually responded in a very interesting way. In Google My Business, in, sorry, in the maps, you can actually see little icons and badges on whether someone offers virtual help or if they have info on COVID-19 response and things like that. And where do you edit that? That's in Google My Business. So you need to add that stuff right in Google My Business. Okay. And a lot of other listings have responded the same way as well. Okay. All right. How do current events like change what you should be doing with your search strategy and any pivots that you should have? So oftentimes I always reserve about 20% of content bandwidth for addressing current events or trending topics, but 80% should still be remained for evergreen strategy. Okay. All right. So 80% evergreen stuff that's going to rank and matter forever uh, 20% for timely things, but in a month, ranking for it won't matter because no one's searching for it. So put the majority of your eggs into the basket that will always bear fruit, if you will. Yeah. Got a lot of metaphors there. Okay, very cool. And what other trends are you doing? I've heard about this semantic search thing. What is this? Google has an interesting dilemma here. Their trends analysts have said that about 15% of searches that happen every single day have never been searched before. Hmm. Now think about this. 15% out of 100, that's still pretty significant, especially when you note that there are over a trillion searches every day. So that's a big number of searches that have never been searched before. We're talking about different combinations of words. How they get really long tail. And, and what we're noticing in the industry is that keyword research is becoming much more long tail because people are, are starting to search with more natural language. And it's because before Google trained us to search in a very particular way, it sounded like we were almost keyword stuffing a search bar. Yeah. And we did search in a very specific way to get something. And now we can just type out a full question and get great results. <laughs> and the way they've done that is they've used something called entities to help deliver better results. Okay. And so What's an entity? Uh, the short answer is it's a noun. It's a person, place, or thing. 
but it goes beyond that. It's also a concept. It could be an event, a historical event, or a recurring event, like a music festival. Um, and it's something that they can tie a concept to. And so what they do is they have what's called the Google Knowledge Graph, their own knowledge graph. And in a previous episode, we talked about creating internal knowledge graphs on your website. Yeah. But they have an actual knowledge graph where they assign numerical values. So your Alex Membrillo is going to be an entity and he's going to be G-123456 or something like that. Right. And so, and then all these entities can be related into an interweb connectivity. The reason why they're doing this is that what's to help is to help with something called disambiguation. Okay. So okay. for example, let's talk about Woodstock. When you think of Woodstock, what's the first thing that comes to mind, Alex? Uh, a town here by Marietta is very far from the city. I don't like driving that far. Okay, so but if you talk to someone from like maybe California, okay. they wouldn't know about that. They'll say, oh, Woodstock, like, you know, the big music festival <laughs> and, and the hippie revolution. And yeah. so um, in the 60, in like 69, so they'll say, okay, it's a music festival. But if you have someone in New York, they're like, no, that's just a town in New York. And so it can be a couple of different things. So entities, by assigning a numerical value to it, they can quickly discern what you're talking about, what you're searching for. And they use context around those to help deliver that. Man, but some we- smart smart people building that algorithm. So it uses the context around the article to figure out which Woodstock it is? Yes. And SEOs have taken that to the next level by providing more signals to Google about what specifically we're talking about. I- how do you how do you optimize for this? That's what everybody wants to know. Cool, the Woodstock thing, I get it, or telehealth if I'm in if I'm mm-hmm. in medical. But like, what can I do with that to get more patients? Okay, let's say we're optimizing for healthcare in Woodstock, Georgia. Okay. So we can do a couple things. The first step is content. So if we're talking about healthcare in Georgia, in Woodstock, we'll say like you know a doctor in Woodstock. And so automatically Google will see Dr. and Woodstock and rule out the possibility that we're talking about that music festival that happened or that's still coming back every now and then. Gotcha. Next, we're going to talk about things in Georgia and they're going to know that, okay, we're not talking about the city in New York either. Mm-hmm. So adding in content like that, they can quickly rule out those other entities. The next step, let's talk, see we're talking about, it needs a little bit more context. We can add what's called semantic schema and, and identify quickly what entity we're talking about. And not just that, we can say the main focus of this is uh, about healthcare, finding a doctor. And this article also mentions Woodstock, the city in Georgia. Right. And so uh, we use tools like Inlinks to help quickly pull in, analyze our content, pull in entities, and add rich semantic schema dynamically on websites. And is that something anybody can do? Or you? Ha- tools and like what do you need you need to go you can code it yourself if you know how to code it we use inlinks which is a paid tool you can get 30 urls free this is actually created by dixon jones who used to be the cmo of majestic one of the industry leaders and founders and so he built this tool with a guy named frederick it's a tool that we use in industry it's kind of an up-and-coming tool but it we've seen tremendous success with some of our larger clients that are using this uh, by putting this on their site the content ranks and continues to rank month over month without even touching it sometimes. It's just, it's like, it, it builds this, such quality content. And all we're doing is like, you know, making sure it's factual, high grade content, add swing and schema, build links, and they're continuing to see performance growth month over month. That's huge. And that helps Google understand the entities and that helps associate yeah. the schema in the right way. Oh yeah. Drive more traffic and patience that way. It's all. Absolutely. And, and, and then, 
the one thing I didn't want to miss out, it's really, really critical, especially for semantic search, is internal linking. Okay. Because if you have a bunch of internal links, if you ever mention, let's say we're talking about that doctor in Woodstock, Georgia, right? Okay. We want to make sure that if you have that Woods, doctor in Woodstock, that you're linking to a location page about Woodstock. You're talking about, if anything else in your site mentions a doctor in Woodstock, you can link back. And the context of your links, the context is really important. And that's what helps tell Google what each page is about and see how different pages are related to each other. And that is how we're creating these internal knowledge graphs on our website. Interesting. So you don't want just content around your service like healthcare, but also content around the area and link to that. You should have pages about the city and what you guys provide in the city and all that stuff. Yeah. And then when you use links in the right way and make sure it's a natural link, yeah. you're not just stuffing in there. It makes sense. Yeah. Creating these great knowledge graphs. All right. Gotcha. Is there anything else like uh, moving away from keywords or is there any kind of uh, organization healthcare groups need to take on when they're doing this kind of topic ideation stuff? I mean, think of it as in creating your internal Wikipedia page, right? You Everything that someone's going to be important to you, you're going to have really robust content okay. about different topics. So whenever you're approaching your content strategy, think of it like creating your own Wikipedia page. Okay. And have someone serious approve it to where almost no no page can get approved. That's the Wikipedia answer to everything. But it's become like the encyclopedia for our generation. A lot of people never thought it'd get that far. Well, you know what's not Alex, is that Google learns most of their entities from Wikipedia. No way, really. Yeah, so like 90% of the entities are from Wikipedia in Google's knowledge graph. And so they, they acquired a company called Firebase or Freebase. I think it's Firebase. Uh, and then they renamed it to Wikidata. And so they pull all their entities from those two sources, Wikidata and Wikipedia. Then only like less than like 10% of their entities are actually from crawling the website and learning from websites. No way. So really Wikipedia is how they're figuring a lot of it out. And then you just want to rank for the entity type stuff. So then you create all of these little graphs on yep. your site and connect content in the yep. right way. Yep, exactly. And then if you ever see like, uh, what's in the, I don't know if you talk about knowledge panels on your podcast, but whenever you search like a company, like let's say you search in an Apple computer company and they have this big robust knowledge panel to write all their information. It's not Google My Business page. Yeah. Uh, one strategy that people are doing to get these uh, you can get them with a Google My Business, but if you want to get a really fancy one like, uh, like Apple, uh, what they're doing is they're creating Wikipedia pages and getting them approved. And that's another way to get in Google's knowledge graph, become a known brand to Google, but takes forever, it's super difficult, and it's an ongoing battle. Not easy, right? And that's one of the more advanced things, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it takes time. That's good. So that's what the semantic search thing is all about. Moving from keywords to topics and ranking for entities, trying to associate yeah. yourself with the whole noun, if you will. Yeah, and, and it, it gets pretty complex and it takes a lot of skill on the technical side. But if okay. you're getting started in this, and you're trying to get your foot under the door. Google's advice, and it's really annoying because every time they do an algorithm update, like just focus on creating good content. Yeah. But they're right though. Like at the end of the day, if you just focus on what are patients going to need, what's going to be useful to my patients and content, that's generally the best strategy you can do is just create great content. Create great content and make sure it's authoritative and unique. So if your providers are writing everything, it's going to bog you down, but definitely having them add a couple of twists and turns and improving it will give you some unique perspective. Yeah, yeah. With- you should be able to read this. And when you're making your content strategy, say, 
why would a patient want to read this? Yeah, yeah. Is it different than everybody else in my town that's saying the same thing? Try mm -hmm. to carve out your own niche. John, thank you for joining us on Ignite and talking about semantic search and how things are changing. Very helpful. And uh, if anybody needs to find you, where would they where would they go look? Uh, here at Cardinal Digital Marketing. Of course, of course. And or at Twitter at SEO Counseling. <laughs> there we go. There we go. You guys heard it here. All right. Thank you, John, for joining us. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.